If the ball bounces South Carolina's way, both when it comes to their side of things and some of the opponents they'll be playing this fall, there's a path to South Carolina winning 10 games in 2023. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank y'all for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch here today. We are free and available both wherever you get your audio podcasts daily and also on YouTube. Obviously, it is now talking season across all of college football. And with talking season, everybody's looking ahead to this upcoming football season and trying to figure out what is it their favorite team is going to do. What's the path to them possibly make it to a championship game or winning X amount of games? And for South Carolina Gamecock fans, there's been varying opinions as to sort of how South Carolina could finish out the 2023 season from a win-loss record standpoint. But Here's the thing, if certain position groups or players step up in 2023 and the ball bounces the Gamecocks way regarding some of the opponents they're facing on the schedule, there is a path for the Gamecocks to win 10 games this fall. Now, the first part that we need to answer regarding this entire scenario would be, how would this happen? Well, Firstly, we have to look at some of the potential issues for South Carolina in 2023. The offensive line loses a ton of experience from last year's squad, and there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding the left tackle position, the most important position on the entire offensive line, possibly outside of center. The edge rusher position group has little proven depth behind their frontline starters. There's no standout running back on this team in terms of having a complete all-encompassing skill set. There's a lack of consistent proven commodities behind Antoine Juice Wells, and Spencer Rattler and Dal Loggins haven't built a rapport when it comes to sort of adjusting to one another in a live game situation. Now, let's say that all these issues go South Carolina's way. If that's the case, the O-line finds a way to mesh together. The loss of experience does not hurt them in this area of the offense. The edge rusher position figures things out. Some of the backups grow up quickly and help provide some adequate help and assistance for the starters. Maybe there's a running back that does end up standing out of the group. Maybe it's a Mario Anderson Jr. or to carry on Joyner. One of those guys takes the mantle at running back. Antoine Juice Wells gets some help from guys like Xavier Leggett and Eddie Lewis, Amarian Brown. Maybe Nicholas Harper just blows up in the second half of this fall season. And maybe Spencer Rattler and Dow Loggins both get along quite well when the proverbial bullets are flying in August all the way through November and into December. If that's the case, then South Carolina they're going to be good on their end in this hypothetical scenario. Now let's move on to the second part. How many clear losses are on the 2023 schedule? And for the toss-ups, what all would have to happen on the other side of things? 
Well, in terms of clear losses, I would still say that there's one on the schedule for this fall, and that would be the game in Athens against the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia's won back-to-back national championships for a reason. I don't see anybody being Georgia in the regular season, so let's just say no matter what, that game is going to go to Georgia. Now, let's look at some of the rest of South Carolina's opponents on their 2023 schedule. Starting off with the North Carolina Tar Heels in Week 1. Let's say the Tar Heels defense doesn't get any better. It continues to sit near the bottom of the statistical rankings in all of the major defensive categories. And the offensive losses that they've had, like, say, wide receiver Joshua Downs and offensive coordinator Phil Longo, are just too much for Drake May to overcome. South Carolina, in this scenario, would definitely then beat North Carolina. We're not going to worry about Furman. We've already talked about Georgia. Mississippi State at home. What if the defensive losses set the Bulldogs back significantly in terms of their complimentary football? What if this new coaching staff, led by Zach Garnett, ends up taking a lot of lumps in year one? There's a scenario where that could happen. In that case, South Carolina's beating Mississippi State. The Tennessee Volunteers, the team that we all know and love from this past season. What if Joe Bill ends up struggling once again with his accuracy? We all know he could throw the ball deep. But what if he can't connect on any passes beyond like 5, 10 yards because of his bazooka of an arm? What if they have a quarterback controversy? What if the secondary doesn't fix their issues from what all happened in this matchup this past November? South Carolina could exit Knoxville with the win. The Florida Gators. What if they continue to struggle with consistency due to their lack of depth across the board? And the fact that, quite frankly, they don't have a game changer on offense this year. They got some solid pieces, but they don't have an Anthony Richardson, a quarterback, that's going to be leading them in 2023. The Missouri Tigers, they don't necessarily know what their quarterback situation is going to look like this year. What if they don't figure that out at this point in the season when they play South Carolina? And what if their new offensive coordinator, Kirby Moore, shows his inexperience? He's only been a play caller for one year. And that one year was at Fresno State with an established quarterback and offense. In that case, South Carolina is ending their streak against the Missouri Tigers. Texas A&M, what if Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher don't get along? The two alpha males end up butting heads throughout the course of the season. It permeates out to the rest of the locker room. You could see how South Carolina would win that game if that were to happen. Jacksonville State and Vanderbilt, we're not going to worry about those two matchups. Kentucky, what if their O-line issues are not fixed in 2023? What if they continue to struggle protecting their quarterback in Devin Leary? They don't have the greatest depth in the world after their starters at the offensive skill positions. That could end up hurting Kentucky by this point in the season. And then Clemson. What if Kate Klubnick isn't that dude at quarterback? Which I admittedly still kind of feel that way either way. But also, in conjunction with that, what if the loss of NFL players in the defensive front hurts the Tigers more than they think it's going to? If that's the case, South Carolina could very well end up defeating their arch rivals for the second straight year. So you could see how there would be a path for South Carolina winning 10 games. Yes, it involves a lot of things going their way, but that's the point of this entire discussion. Looking back at everything I've said, I'm not saying that 10 wins is going to happen, but again, there's certainly a path to this occurring. 
Now, we're going to continue to discuss what the impact of a 10-win season would do, not just for Shane Beamer, but for South Carolina's entire football program. And we are going to dissect all of that in just a few moments. But first, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. New customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. The Atlanta Braves have been doing quite well up to this point in the season. I know that because of Turner Broadcasting, there's a ton of Braves fans out there across the country. And here's the thing. While we all like to watch our Braves, what's better than watching your favorite sports team? Watching them win, first of all, and also making money on the team winning as well. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel is the official betting partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Thank you so much to all of you everydayers for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. Now, we talked about how South Carolina could conceivably win 10 games in the 2023 season. So now that we've discussed that, let's discuss the other part of this entire topic, which is what would the impact be of winning 10 games, both for Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football program? Let's discuss the Shane Beamer side of things to start this off. Obviously, this would completely change Shane Beamer's perception, not just across the SEC, but across the entire sport of college football as a whole. Shane Beamer, right now, is viewed by my colleagues, actually, at the Locked On Podcast Network as the sixth best coach in the SEC. Now, personally for me, I slot him at number eight behind Jimbo Fisher and one spot ahead of Auburn's Hugh Freeze, simply because I just want to see South Carolina continue to progress a little bit more and maybe a nine-plus win season before I bump Shane Beamer up to a borderline top five standing there. I will say this, though. If Shane Bieber wins 10 games in 2023 with South Carolina, there's no question. There's no debating it. Shane Beamer would undoubtedly be a top five head coach in this conference. Without question. 10 wins would make monikers like used car salesmen, dork and grown child or petulant child all go away. For you everydayers, you know what I'm talking about with all those monikers because I discussed that on the Tuesday show. For those of you that are not everydayers, I highly recommend you go check out what all I said about the naysayers of Shane Beamer. But that would all go away if the Gamecocks won 10 games in 2023. Also, 10 wins would prove that Shane Beamer knows how to lead an SEC football program in the long term. Shane Beamer would no longer be viewed as a flash in the pan, so to speak, if South Carolina were to win 10 games. Because here's the thing. If South Carolina wins 
10 games in 2023, that means you're beating multiple ranked teams. That means that you're likely winning at least probably half of your road games, which considering South Carolina's road slate in 2023, they got to play at Tennessee, they got to play at Georgia, at Texas A&M, and at Missouri. That's a pretty tough road slate right there. Maybe the toughest in terms of stadium venues in the entire conference this fall. Winning 10 games means that you're at least getting a share of that road slate in the W column. It would be the third straight year in a row that South Carolina would have progressed in the win-loss column altogether. And that's after inheriting a two-win program from the 2020 season and basically a broken locker room. Which is what South Carolina had before Shane Beamer arrived in Columbia. This would all prove that Shane Beamer's process of, above all else, love your brother. Having relationships be a primary component in your program. How much culture matters. It would validate everything about Shane Beamer's approach here at South Carolina. An approach that, again, is not one that's necessarily just tossed to the side by everybody that covers the sport of football. But obviously, when people think about the best football coaches, they think about guys like Kirby Smart, who I'm not going to say isn't a player's coach. I think that Kirby Smart certainly is beloved by a lot of his guys in that locker room. But Kirby Smart, clearly, he operates a little bit differently than, say, a Shane Beamer does. And a lot of other football coaches out there. And that's sort of the image that people have when it comes to the most successful coaches, is that you've got to be someone like a Kirby Smart. Well, what if you don't have to be exactly like a Kirby Smart? What if you could just take a piece of his operation, a piece of sort of his philosophy, and apply it to your own, like Shane Beamer has? He's done that with Kirby Smart. He's done that with Lincoln Riley. He's done that with his father, Frank Beamer. He's done that with Steve Spurrier. All of that, it would be like an aha moment for everybody that isn't paying close attention to South Carolina football. But again, Gamecock fans, we all know this already. We've all seen this slowly grow as Shane Beamer has continued to extend his tenure here in Columbia over the past couple of years. Winning 10 games in year three would do so much for him as a coach. And it would also do a lot for the program that he represents. We'll touch on what exactly it would do for Sacramento's football program in just a couple moments after a word from these messages. Okay, so we know what a path to winning 10 games would look like for South Carolina. We now know what winning 10 games would do for Shane Beamer and his reputation as a college football head coach. But what would winning 10 games do for South Carolina's football program as a whole? Well, it would do a few different things. The first thing that comes to mind to me would be recruiting. If South Carolina won 10 games in 2023, in my opinion, recruiting would explode. Now, that's not to say that South Carolina would say finish with a top five, top four recruiting class in 2025. But South Carolina, from that point forward, they would have the chance to start compiling multiple top 10 recruiting classes pretty much every other year or so. In terms of the coaching side of things, 
South Carolina would become a destination job for assistant coaches all across the sport. Because we've talked about this before on the show, coaches pay attention to what other coaches are doing. Assistants paying attention to head coaches, head coaches paying attention to other head coaches. Because these coaches, the way that they are wired for the most part, they're always trying to find another way to make themselves better in their profession, to try to get a leg up on their competition, or both at the same time. When it comes to assistant coaches, especially career assistant coaches, guys that likely are never going to be maybe a big-time play caller or maybe a group of five or power five head football coach, they're looking at places like South Carolina and they're asking, okay, what does development look like when it comes to the player talent that they have on the roster? What is the work environment like? That's more important now than ever before regarding the rigorous schedule that these coaches are having to endure now year-round. And how much do they believe in their head coach that they are going to want to work for? If y'all remember Dow Loggett's introductory press conference back in mid-December this past year, Dow Loggett's talked about how a big reason why he came to South Carolina was because he has faith and belief in Shane Beamer. And I really feel like looking back that that comment kind of got lost in the shuffle because obviously we were all so focused and honed in on, okay, what's his overall plan with Spencer Rattler if Spencer Rattler sticks around? What's his offense going to look like? What's his overall philosophy? You know, what did he learn from his time in the NFL? How can he carry that over to the college ranks? We all asked all those questions and we just completely let that one comment about why he came here in the first place fly right over our heads. Dow Loggins, I promise you, he's not the only coach probably right now on this staff that came to South Carolina, admittedly, in large part, because of the man that's leading the program. Torian Gray's a guy you can point to. Pete Lembo's a guy that you can point to. And there's probably a couple other guys as well. Other sister coaches that eventually maybe are looking to get on the move, maybe are looking to take a step up in the coaching world. They would look at what South Carolina is doing if they won 10 games in 2023 and say, that's a program I need to go and work for. I need to pick Shane Beamer's brain. I just see what all is going on in Gamecock country. In terms of the media reception, 10 wins in 2023 would make national college football media members want to follow this program closer than they probably have since the big run that Steve Spurrier went on with this entire program back in the years of 2010 throughout 2013. Because, in my opinion, these media members would start to look at what South Carolina was doing if they went 10 games in 2023, and they would start to compare that to what Shane Beamer's father, Frank Beamer, did at Virginia Tech and foresee the Gamecocks becoming a staple power in the Southeastern Conference. Think about it. Before Frank Beamer got to Virginia Tech and did what he did with Beamer Ball and changing the entire identity and mentality of that program, was Virginia Tech known for good football? I don't think they were. Did people across the country know who the Hokies were? Who Virginia Tech was as a football program? Probably not. Frank Beamer changed all of that at Virginia Tech. And... The media, they love storylines. They love a feel-good story. Stories that 
create themselves, or that maybe even a Hollywood script couldn't have written. Shane Beamer winning 10 games in 2023. South Carolina would start to get that kind of treatment from the National College Football Media space, without a doubt. And obviously, that gives you exposure and allows you to show more people across the country what your program is all about. It would be a net benefit for the Gamecocks. There is one negative to South Carolina winning 10 games in 2023 that would likely unfold, and that would be the fact that it would be more difficult for South Carolina to retain people in the building and also on the coaching staff and maybe even on the football roster itself. We all know how much teams, in certain instances, try to lure players to their program through NIL. We all know that for South Carolina, winning 10 games in 2023 means that likely you're losing multiple coaches because people are going to want to take people from your staff. Again, it's a flattery compliment if that happens. It's a negative, but it is also a positive. So I guess it ends up canceling out at the end. Because if people want your coaches, you're doing something right. If nobody wanted to touch any of South Carolina's coaches, then South Carolina football fans would have to be greatly concerned about that. Because that would mean that they don't like anything about your program. There's already been multiple assistants that have already been pursued by other programs. Torian Gray, Pete Lembo, without a doubt, Justin Stepp, the wide receivers coach. Probably Sterling Lucas as well, because of how well that man recruits. If South Carolina won 10 games in 2023, there'd be no doubt. You wouldn't be able to probably keep the entire staff together. And that's just the nature of the beast in college football. But, again, you would also be able to attract plenty of others who would want to walk through the door as others are walking out. So at the end of the day, again... It wouldn't maybe be a net negative for South Carolina in that instance. Point being, winning 10 games in 2023, it would change pretty much every single aspect of South Carolina's football program, without a doubt. I'm not going to make it out like it would turn South Carolina to this national title contender, but at that point, nobody could ignore this program anymore. Nobody could ignore Shane Beamer anymore. Nobody could ignore what would be going on in Columbia if South Carolina indeed wins 10 games in 2023. With that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. How do you think South Carolina could reach 10 wins in 2023? What do you think it would do for Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football program should the Gamecocks be able to accomplish that feat? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or should be direct message on Twitter at a line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. And once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's show. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Game Cox Podcast.